Damn, we're live. My fault. We're a little late. Sorry. Screwing, I was screwing around on uh, trying to launch my new Instagram account, my new YouTube channel this morning. I got so excited about it. Screwing around. I think it's called The Capable, uh, the Capable Child. Did you see the guy? Oh, yeah. you were, That guy I had on yesterday, you know, the guy who was in jail? Yeah. Um, he has a YouTube account. He just makes one-minute videos every day, like anywhere between one to seven. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. And I just launched a YouTube page, YouTube page called The Capable Child. And then uh, and I'm calling it a parenting consulting service. And my wife goes, how much are you going to charge? I said, 500 bucks. She goes, why don't you start like at 300 bucks? I'm like, because I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to like, if I talk to you, like I want to know like, oh, 500. Yeah, okay. I can stop and give you my undivided attention because there's so much other shit I'd rather do. You know what I mean? It's like how you pick your... Uh Pick your kids' instructors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thank you want to work with them. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, it, it, I don't know what takes me so long to realize shit, but it's, it, it kind of like took me showing Hiller the, uh, the account. I mean, literally everywhere I go, fucking a half, like I can't even fucking go to the store without people stopping me and start asking me about my kids. And it's not just the, the way they look, the way they move, the way they interact with people. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just start putting out one minute videos, start sharing these, what I'm doing, what I see and, uh, and hope and, 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 and spread the message. And it's fun. It, it, it'll add to some creativity and shit. If I get, if I get one consulting job, that'll pay for piano lessons for the month. There you go. Too easy. Yeah. Done. If I get zero consulting jobs, if I get zero consulting jobs, it's even better. Cause then I just have to, I get to keep hanging out with my kids and doing this podcast. Carlos Mejias from Light CrossFit. Did you see his Instagram? Uh, I, actually, I don't even know if it's called Light CrossFit. It's actually, I think it's called Light Athletics. I didn't send you notes because oh, no. there, there are no notes, by the way. You have bugs in the hospital? Yeah. Uh, Life, Life athlete, uh, Athletes, L-Y-F-E, L-Y-F-E. He's, he, by the way, he's not late. That is totally my fault. Like one second before I came on, I sent him the uh, the link like a douche. I don't know why. I was just on a. I'm, I'm I am really excited about this new Instagram account. Like really pumped. Hey, do you remember that guy David Smith? Do you remember that? Say that again. So maybe this one will get shadow banned because it's all yeah. about everything. Yeah. I don't think my kids want. I don't think the three playing brothers one is shadow banned either. By the way, this is going to be. Continued in the series of uh, affiliate shows. Um, if you go to that Instagram account here, I'm going to send it to you in the um, private chat. It does say it is a uh, – well, it doesn't say it's a CrossFit gym. It just says helping people improve their lives. CrossFit is for everyone. Oh, and you know what? I think he you, – you know where you're supposed to put in pronouns? I think he typed in gym, physical fitness center. That's clever. Pronouns. There he is. Carlos, I'm so sorry I sent you the, the link with uh, so late. I see you guys, but I can't hear you. Hold up. Even better. I hate to apologize. I hate for anyone to hear me say sorry. That's what happens. I, sen I send you the link late. Completely my fault. Let's see what happens.
I got on the scale yesterday, Caleb, because I had to pull the scale out because the kids are getting ready to do a jujitsu tournament this Saturday. Yeah. And uh, whew, 170. 170? That's a big version of me. You're thick. You're thick, old boy. Five five one seventy. I know. I I don't like being this heavy. I'm going to uh, cut back on the two pounds of macadamia nuts I eat every night before I go to bed. <laughs> Is it just what's up, guys? Carlos, what's up, dude? What's up? Sorry, I sent you the link so late, dude. That was ridiculous. I normally send it like ten or fifteen minutes ahead of time, and I was just like screwing around, just sitting on the couch, just chilling. That couch behind no. you. No. Yeah, that couch is just for show. That one, no one sits on that. That's his couch. This is just to display my gear. Ah, yes. Love it. Hey, um, I wore that shirt yesterday. I, I uh, That was poor planning on my part. That's a really nice shirt. I get compliments on it every time I wear it. Thank you, man. Yeah, the life shirt. Yeah. Did you want to call it um, uh, L- life, L-I-F-E, but it was already taken? Uh. I did. Well, my they, it wasn't taken. They just um, gave me the excuse that it was too similar to li- to live or something like that. And but I was like, I gave him the whole bill. So life stands for live your fitness every day. Oh, okay. Um, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Yeah. And uh, we made that because we never stopped working out during the pandemic. You know. Oh. Yeah. God, I love that subject. Yep. Hey, um, it looks like you got a great crew, too. Thank you. When you did that, did you lose uh, every affiliate owner that I've spoken with? That was a bit contentious, right? During the pandemic, like maybe some of your clients thought that if you kept it open, you were being um, negligent and, and, and not safe. And so they didn't want to be any part of you. So they left. Did that happen? Um. No, not really. The ones that didn't want to be part of it, they 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 stayed home. So we gave them equipment. You know, we gave them our equipment and stuff. We gave them like a roar, whatever. It was first come, first serve. So when they when they told us to shut down, I didn't want to do it. Uh, but my other partners uh, kind of were on it, and they wanted to. So I took enough equipment home to my house to be able to have six people working out at a time. So I had it at my house and then the rest of the equipment, we gave it all out. We gave it all out to people so they can work out from home. And what I did, I was streaming the classes from my house online. So people were watching us work out and they were follow the workout. But I had at one point at my house, I think we had like 70 people coming, obviously in and out. Um, we were working out from 7 a.m. all the way to 7 p.m. Um, right there in the front porch of my house, right outside here. Well, you're in Florida? Yep. What, Hollywood, what? Florida. Hollywood, Florida. Is that a coastal town? Yes. I have this theory, and some people don't like it, but I, but I, but I, they think it's not true. But I swear, I, I'm really, really convinced it's true that bec- that the coastal towns have healthier people because well not only coastal towns but warmer warmer clients near the coast we have healthier people because we've leveraged our egos to not want to look sloppy because we wear less clothes it's kind of like how i tighten up a little bit in the summer right 
yeah, because yeah. I know my shirt's going to be off more. And I, I, I think that uh, it's kind of a good way to leverage the ego to be healthy. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Um, I think part of it, I mean, it depends. Um, like you go to the Middle East where the women are covered and, they, and so many of them just seem obese. Yeah, yeah. So they're covered up. Like, who are they trying to show off to? Of course, I get that. But it, even even then, I think it's more the culture and who you surround with. So, like down here, it's a lot of um, Hispanics and stuff. So you go to the beach and you see a bunch of overweight people. You know, like some uh, muy go gordos and gord gorditos and yeah. gordas. Yes. And now so, I'm just showing off. I'm just showing like, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. So it happens. It um. It depends on where you're at. Like, like if you go to South Beach and stuff, where it's like the, the it's kind of like LA, right? Like if you go to that where you were at Newport, right? All yeah. beautiful people, plastic surgery, all that stuff. You have that here, but you come up a little bit more north, and it starts coming more regular and regular and regular. And by the time you get to like mid Florida, it's just you know same like everywhere else. Seventy percent overweight. Yeah. Yeah. If you just go ten miles inland from my house, it it, it turns into just Roly Polyville. Just everyone's mm -hmm. huge. Exactly. What did you see, Carlos? How come you weren't afraid of um of 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 dying from this from all the scare tactics they showed? What what statistics or numbers or what evidence did you have that made you feel that it was okay? And you have kids, right? Yes, three kids. So you must and and a, and a wife. And a wife, yeah. So you must have felt pretty confident in some statistics or some numbers you saw that it was okay to keep interacting with people. I mean, we're seeing now, I don't know if it's true, but we're seeing now that there's a city in China of 13 million people that's being kept inside for something that you weren't afraid of. I'm curious what you saw that made you think that it was okay to just keep working out. Um, so I truly believe in CrossFit and uh, the health benefits of it. So you know how the, <clears throat> at the games they always talk always talk about the known and unknowable. Um, I think that is more towards the health part of it. So um, I was like, okay, CrossFit, the known and the unknowable. I don't know nothing about this. What better way to put it to the test? Every time I talk to my gym uh, members, is you know, CrossFit saves your lives. Is Everything is the answer for so many things. Um, if I don't believe it and I don't put it to the test, why should I be talking about it? So I said, um, yeah, I'm not going to stop. We're going to keep going and we'll see what happens. We'll find out. We're going to put it to the test. And that was my my thing, the unknown. You know, let's let's make it noble now that it that CrossFit is the answer. I, I I wish I I didn't have quite as much faith as you did. I saw I I, I saw two things. Um, I saw two things that made me convinced me. One was I looked at the people who were dying in China, and they yep. were the vast majority were over sixty five, and they had been smoking for thirty years or more. The vast vast majority, you know, like in the. And then the second thing is, you, you know, as uh, sort of disciples of CrossFit. We've been um, it's been really shared to us over the past 15 years how bad sugar is. Right. Yep. So I started digging into more into sugar and I started seeing the damage it does to the immune system, not even damage. It makes it incapable when you eat sugar. It makes your immune system um, incapable of working. 
it, yeah. it, you know, it stunts its ability to uh, send out NK cells and T cells, the white blood cells, to defend against infection. And quickly, I mean, it only took me, you know, less than a day to figure that out. And then I was like, yeah, you're right. I follow this protocol of diet and movement, and I, my immune system should be able to fight off anything. And if it can't, there's no way I'm going to be able to run from this thing forever. Exactly. Right? So – um, what about your um, family and friends? Were they scared? Was your wife like, Carlos, I think you've taken this too far. Well, let me go back one step before I ask that. Yeah. And what shocks me is, is what you just said. I really expected to come out of CrossFit HQ. Mm -hmm. I really, really expected someone at HQ to say, because we we're used to it with Greg Glassman. Don't worry, guys. We have the cure to the world's most vexing problem. I've been telling you for 15 years to get on the lifeboats. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, you're fine. And then to maybe tell the world, hey, even if they think we're crazy, to be like, hey, come on to the lifeboats. You'll be with like-minded people. You can go to Carlos's house, and you'll see what they're eating and how to move. But, but we never received that. To this day, we still haven't received that. And instead, yeah. they made an effort to get money from the government to support the gyms, which went against the kind of the ethos or the spirit of what CrossFit is, is to be um, accountable, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little disappointed in that. And also, like, um, so I'm a huge, I don't want to say a fan, but I think Ben Bergeron is like a huge mentor to me. Sure, yeah. A lot of their big names were like, oh, we're the first one to close our gym and do this and do that. And it's like, man, what is happening? Why is no one standing up for what we live? Obviously, Craig Howard did and a lot of other people did. But the the people that I was following, you know, we're more like in the East Coast. So you kind of like stay with the people in the East Coast. And they... I was um, shocked by Ben Bergeron too, yeah, because because he is why he is a man of wisdom. Yes, he can think clearly, and yet what he did was kind of worse than because he's a leader. Um, he he perpetuated the fear instead of sort of. I, I don't. I know he probably didn't want to be put into a place where he was being divisive or polarizing, yeah. but. When you when you start building those plastic walls and do the mass, you start perpetuating the fear, the lie. You start perpetuating the lie. Let's just fucking face it. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So that that yeah, that was um the the whole thing. I was I was shocked. I was a little lost. But then again, right back to what Greg Glassman taught us all. It's like we have the answer to the world's most vexing problem. Let's let's just Put it to the test and see if it's true. And kind of like all, you know, all 70 of us, nothing happened to us. We kept living our life. These people, social, mental state never got affected. I mean, to this day, they miss the days that we were having out here, you know, um, in the front of my house. But man, that got, we did that for eight months, eight months straight. And it was working from seven to seven. Everybody at my house every day. I'm not going to say I got a little tiring towards the end, but I was happy to open the new gym and, and, and go back and, and, um, and start working out at the gym and have my home to be my home, you know, so, but it, so, it was cool. So did, so when you went into the pandemic, when you came out the other side, the, your gym had closed and you had to open a new gym? No. So what happened, let me go back. Okay, so, please. Um, when I started CrossFit, I started at another gym. Uh, 
And then from there, they asked me to become an owner. I did. We grew that gym right before the pandemic to 227 members. Wow. I quit. Yeah, I quit my job. Um, I used to do drywall construction. I quit that. I, that wasn't changing the world. I wanted something to do that will help the world be a better place. So I did that. We were there for five years. And then I was going to, um, it was too many of us. It was five owners. It was too many of us. So I was like, let me go. Let, I'm, I'm the biggest one here. I'm going to go so you guys can keep going. And the pandemic was perfect. It was like, okay, look, I'm already not there. Let's let's make this happen. I was going to go move to Tennessee. And my that happened on my birthday when we decided to move. And then on the next day is my wife's birthday and she finds out that her mom has leukemia. Mm. So she tells me right there, we can't leave. I got to stay here. And I told her that I, her mom lives in uh, Hollywood also. Yeah. She, yeah, she was down here too. Okay. And she didn't want to leave her. So I, I totally understood. Told me, she told me, figure it out. And I did. I got up that morning at three in the morning. I started looking for a place. Uh, uh, an empty spot and another gym had closed another cross the gym um, and then I went to go look at that place and it was empty I contacted the landlord and we went for it and here we are two years later it was uh, October of 2020 our first date uh, yep. no so you go into a location where there was already a gym yep and you didn't feel like maybe um, it was cursed or hey maybe the foot traffic or no, um, no, not at all. I think it's up to you, man. Um, it's all up to us to make it work and make it happen. I don't think of any. No, we like, man, this is a shitty location. That you nope. Can't, no, nope, none of that. Uh, no excuses. Um, we don't put any excuses. If you put your heart, you work into it, and you believe in what you're doing, I, I think it's gonna pay off. So, Carlos. This is totally off subject here. Yeah. Why not run a um why not ru- do both? Why not run the um uh what 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 uh where are you from Carlos? I'm from Venezuela. Why not find some Venezuelan homeboys who just came across the border? Um tell them hey come to Hollywood. I'm going to teach you guys the drywall business. Keep that business going. Um ha- have uh, some some young men um drywalling for you i don't mean to be sexist i just don't see a lot of yeah. women doing that job no we have, i have women i have women doing fine it. fine some yeah. and some some yeah. hot women yeah. and then and then also run the gym do both um i did i did both for a little while when i was at the other gym and it you can only do one thing a hundred percent all right right um mm-hmm. so i had those two things going i was basically doing 50% to one, 50% to the other one. Then my family, everything else you have going on in life. And I decided that, no, if I really want the gym to work and be a business, I had to be in it. And dude, yeah, once I did that, we were able to, everyone get a salary. Now the gym is actually a business. It's running. We're changing life. It's growing. I can provide... Um, full-time uh, jobs for other people, other coaches that want to do this full-time, no part-time. You know, I'm 
I want to make the box be better than what it is. Like like the the whole business of okay, have a gym, but then you have a bunch of side hustles. I don't think that's a good idea. I think we should have a gym and not keep it like the, I have a sixty five hundred square foot gym. For me, I think that's that's just that's old school now. That's what's the old school way to do in CrossFit. Let's. My goal is to create one day to take over a hospital and make that a gym. I want it. I you mean like an old hospital or an old elementary old school or old high school or something. something here, yeah, I make that a gym. I hate when I see hospitals and they keep growing and growing and building on top of buildings on top of buildings, especially down here. It's crazy. And it should be the other way. We should be the ones having those big places and um, changing people's life. Like 300 people at the gym is not going to do anything. It's gonna, that, let's say there's 15,000 affiliates and each have 300 members. That's only 4.5 million people like in the world. We should have affiliates of 3,000, 5,000, you know, more and actually change the world, make it a real thing. So we got plans. We got plans coming up. I, I um, when you said hospital, I sometimes I I've drive by like abandoned high schools or abandoned like city colleges, and I always think that man, what a great place, dude! Amazing with a track, a pool, everything. Yeah. Like, you know, like everything in one spot. Uh, even you can have the doctors that actually want to help people be in your facility and have their practices running through there, and then guess what the I'm going to give you this for now, your insulin and stuff, whatever you need for now to keep you alive. But the cure is right outside these doors. Carlos, do you think this is too harsh? What I'm about to say, I'm about to say something kind of fucked up. Ready? Um, no, nothing you say is too harsh, man. Okay. <laughs> in, in California, they're, 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 they say they're building um, homes now. They're about to pass a law to build homes for homeless people. And I, and I, I think that that's a lie. I think that they're building homes for drug addicts. Okay. And and then I had a guest on yesterday. He said, that's a lie too. They're not drug addicts. They're people with trauma. Okay. Like how deep do you want to go? Okay. Um, what if we, what if we didn't use that money for that? And instead we built giant centers like the one you're saying. And so you can join the army, right? When you're 18, you can yeah. join the Peace Corps. Are you familiar with that organization? Yeah. Okay, why not? Why not build something that the government that um, that you go to? I mean, oh God, I hate to say it would be the government, but um, why not build somewhere where for a year you go and get your just your health back? That's it. It's just a place you work out for a year, and Good. and it's free and it's subsidized by the, by the government. If they're gonna, I mean, I would rather open a facility for people who want to help themselves than a place to house drug addicts who are on the street. Yep, one hundred percent. It, it doesn't. It's. It seems like a no-brainer, right? And then we're investing in our kids' future. We might have to suffer a little bit with the homeless people and the drug addicts, but within ten or fifteen or twenty years, we'll have this whole army of people. We'll have four point five million people in the United States alone who've gone through this one-year program where they lived at one of these hospital, school, abandoned places that was a. Yeah, that's the goal. So easy, so easy, dude. And that's why, like, um, you know, we have gyms that like. 
the ACA. We keep taking care of the sick and not the healthy. Like, yeah. why don't we just take care of Why don't we invest in the healthy? A friend of mine told me one time, I said, hey, what shouldn't I eat? And he said, stop worrying about what you shouldn't eat and just focus on what you should eat. And I don't know if he was right, but I really like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, here's the list of things you're supposed to get. Focus on that and you'll manifest those things. That's it. Easy. It's easy. So then that's that's the goal. Like, my goal is to – it's always harder to change someone that's been 40 years fucking eating like shit and, and you know, like, they don't care. Like, that's the 5% of people that are not going to care. I have family members that see my change. I am fitter. I got abs at fucking 38 that I never had in my whole life. And they see me, they see me, they tell me every time, holy shit, Carlos, you look amazing. Yeah, hey, here, have this fucking um, cupcake or have this or come here home so we can have all this fried food. And it's like, dude, you have to change that. And they just don't want to hear it. So for me, I think the easiest thing to do is like my kids and any in my gym, I don't, I let all the parents bring their kids. Those kids, when they literally, I have a, a mom right now that she just had the baby and brought the baby two months old to the gym and she puts him right in front of her working out. That as it should be. Yeah. And that life, that kid, that gym, our community is going to be in their DNA forever. Right. I'm never going to have to tell them like a kid, right? Like an infant. You don't have to teach them how to squat. They're squatting from the beginning. Right. When my kids started doing CrossFit, I didn't teach them. I told them, grab the barbell and do a squat. And they got it. That's it. I didn't have to teach them anything. But if a 40-year-old comes in, literally it's like they're breaking in half trying to do a squat, trying to do something. So do this is, for me, is is the, the sacrifices that we're going to make today is what's going to change the world in 30, 40, 50 years from now for my kids to see this. And, and, and dude, like the government and all that stuff, everyone is, you know, like the student loans and all that shit and the, the all this sickness that we have to take care of. I, I'm not going to pay for it. My kids are right. So if I, and their kids and their kids, right. if we don't fix that. Um, you know, we're going to get to a point where it's all going to go to crap. After, so as you um as you decide you're not going to move to Tennessee, you're going to stay there and open the gym. Did you already have the name already like decided life 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 athletics? Yeah, we decided that in the over here in the driveway. We kind of like make it a little thing for us on the on the driveway. Um, uh, yeah, one day my wife got up and she's like, "I I got it. This is the name." And again, because we literally never stopped. We it was so funny. So day, maybe day three of us being at home, literally they, they shut our gym down on a Friday, Saturday morning. I had the rig up in the front of the house. I had my, every, the whole floor, the session, everything. Saturday morning, we're working out. By Monday, uh, people were calling the cops already, you know, my neighbors and stuff. And the cops will come in and they're like, dude, uh, this is amazing. I can't believe you guys are doing this and I can do nothing to you. You're inside your house. 
like I, I, it's not like you're running out. You're not doing nothing outside. You're not breaking any laws. Do you mind if we stay here and watch you guys work out? Dude, we had like at one point like five cops sitting there outside working out. That's was, awesome. Dude, my neighbor must be pissed. Whoever called, I don't know who it was. I never found out. But whoever called is like, I just called the cops on this guy, and now the freaking cops are working out. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yeah, that doesn't work so well, right? Yeah. So, so at the end, they they ended up calling code uh, code enforcement. They're like, again, we can do nothing to you, but please uh, put down the rig. I had a, literally a whole rig in the front of the house, and I put down the rig so I can tell them that you did that at least. And all right, fine. We took the rig down and we did pull-ups in the carport, and that was it. Um, someone from the city came and said that to you? Can you yeah, they kind of like give something so that you can – so they stop calling. Like it's just it's just annoying about it. Like now they were calling every day. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So we did that, and that was it. We kept going. Fight for the fittest. Being a medical professional, I'm someone torn here. Everything has its place. Fitness and health is a major part of my life, but medicine has its place too. No one is saying that. No one is saying that uh, medicine doesn't have its place in the world. Unfortunately, though, that profession and what came out of there in the last two years has been nothing but lies. And when I mean nothing, I mean 99% lies. You have to realize that you just got on. At this point, if that if, if you're you're on the wrong side of the fence for and I'll give you the, the most clear example everyone knew the science showed the statistics showed the third grade math showed the CDC website showed that you never quarantine healthy people they quarantine healthy people and medicine has now probably this year is the leading cause of death in the United States. It usually hovers around the third medical errors are usually the third leading cause of death. Now, granted, when I say medical errors, I understand that people are complacent. You go in 300 pounds overweight into the, see the doctor and they fuck up and you die. It's like, yeah, you met them at the 50 yard line. I get it. Mm-hmm. But, but we've, we've, you, the medicine has completely jumped off the deep end. I don't know if you saw what was released today, but the CDC told Facebook that the um, vaccine was completely, um, uh, uh, um, 100% useful for kids before the trials on children had started. First of all, we know none of that's true. It's not hundred percent effective, but, um, that's a, it's fucked. So, um, and, and, and I, and I always pose this to you, show me a healthy person who's died. Show me one, show me just fucking one healthy person who's died from COVID. And what do I mean? Healthy. Someone who looks like Carlos. That's it. Just some Venezuelan dude who eats right and works out in his driveway. That's it. Nothing special. You don't got to be a fucking Olympian with a gold medal. Nope. Um, Carlos, when did you come to uh, the United States? You, you're born in Venezuela. Yeah, I was born there. I came when I was 11. Who brought you? My mom. And and, and how did you come? Uh, my uncle was here already, and then we just flew. We flew. Um, we, we, we were coming for a trip. We were going to go to the um, Disney World, I think. We were going to one of those parks. And it was a vacation. It was like a winter vacation. And... Uh, it was literally right when uh, Chavez has take, had taken over, I think. Um, and my uncle told my mom, look, stay here. You got to stay here. You got to leave the kids here. Um, to this day, I'm freaking grateful that that happened. And, um, yeah, we stayed. 
we stayed and then my mom filed for whatever and we became citizens. Tell me some of the complexities of that. So what about your dad? Does he get pissed? Does he call your mom and be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Get back home. Yeah, so it's a little complicated because my dad was raised in that side. So he was a Chavez supporter and all that stuff. And the government needs to help you and give you all this shit. With the government's only giving them like a hundred bucks a week. You know what I mean? And that's it. That's and I'm a believer of you earn your shit, you work for your stuff, you make what your life, you make it what it is. I don't need the government for anything. So um when, People uh, who can't dream love socialism, by the way. Yeah. I, I can remember being a 17-year-old boy thinking how cool it would be to get $3,000 a month from the government and that I could just do that the rest of my life and smoke cigarettes and draw pictures in my bedroom. I I, I, I seriously – I had no dreams. I had no goals. I had no aspirations. I had nothing. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So then when that – um. Before that, my my dad was never in the picture. Even when we were in Venezuela, he, I maybe I saw him a lot when I was in that around six, six and seven. And then after that, he he always blamed my mom for moving to another city to to be better, right? To be she was looking for a work, better jobs, better opportunity for their kids. So, um, did we you have were, siblings? We, did you have siblings? Yeah, I have uh, uh, two sisters. Okay. Older, yeah. younger? Younger. Younger, yep. So then we moved a lot, and then he always blamed my mom for for not being part of our life, right? And then he... Um, Which fits perfect, right? Blame someone else. He, yeah, it fits exactly. perfect, okay. Uh, exactly. Like, if you want to be part of our life, you move too. That's it. Right, it's, right. You know, you, um, yeah, so we did that, and he, yeah, obviously had issues, and, and over there... The government, anything they say about the United States in schools everywhere is bad. Like, we're like, kind of like, it's a, it's a regiment in the United States. Everything's bad. You know, there's no freedom. So everything, like, I didn't know nothing. Like, when I came here, I was like, holy shit, it's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then we just stayed. We stayed here and, um, and built our life here. I'm grateful for that. So, so you, when you came, you came on your trip to Disney world, it was you, your mom, your two sisters. Do you think, do you think that that story you telling me is the truth? Do you think that maybe your mom already knew you weren't going to go back and she just didn't tell you because she didn't want to scare you? No, because we came literally, I came here with like a backpack. Okay. So you left all your, did you have a bedroom back there? Everything. So all your toys and shit got left over there. Everything got left behind. Everything. Even our, my mom had to go back and grab all of our documents and like everything. And then she came back. Did that scare you when she went back? Like, oh shit, what if she doesn't come back? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, maybe because I was too young. um, Because it is scary. She could have got stuck there. Yeah, she could have. Yeah, she could have got stuck there. But I, I guess when you're a kid like that, you never think of it. You know, she just went on the plane and comes coming back in a couple. She came back like 30 days later. So, yeah, we just stay here. We started school. Um, normal, normal life. Like, you know, I, it, it was happening in Venezuela. I was moving a lot. So it's kind of like, OK, we move, moved again. And now we're here. What do you um? do you speak Portuguese or Spanish in Venezuela? Spanish. 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 
And, uh, and when you came to the United States at 11, did you, how was your English? Did you speak English? Zero. Zero. How about your sisters? Zero. How None. about your mom? None. My mom still to this day can uh, manage. But down here, it's super easy, like in South Florida. Right now, in South Florida, there are it's so, it's so big with um, Spanish-speaking people that a lot of schools literally just teach in Spanish. Um, I don't think it's right. I think you should learn both languages. But um, yeah, back then it wasn't as bad as now. But we, you know, I could, I was fine. Where the place that I moved to, there weren't a lot of Spanish-speaking people, so it forced me to learn. I had to walk around with a little dictionary, whatever translator thing, so I can speak with friends and like go outside and play baseball, play football, play whatever. Um, so it forced me to learn. Once I got to school, then I was like, holy crap, I can speak Spanish and be fine because a lot of Spanish people again. And it took me. How like, old were you when that happened? St still at 11? Like you went 12, to 12. 12. Yeah. God, that must have felt good to be yeah. like, oh, shit, there's other Spanish speakers here. Thank yeah, God. It was, yeah. it was cool. It was cool. But at, the, at one point, like my wife came from Canada only speaking French, right? And she learned English in four months because there was no one else that spoke French. Like zero. What's your wife? She, she's Canadian. She, she's Canadian. She's she's born and raised there. She doesn't have a in Quebec. Nope. Wow. Yeah. How, how did you guys meet? In high school, we met in high school. Um, so these are Canadians who came to Hollywood, Florida. Yep. Her and her mom. We met in high school. When she came a little bit before me. She came when she was seven, I think. And then we met in high school in the 10th grade. We st I started the ROTC program in my high school. It's kind of like uh, the, the Navy, the Navy JROTC in high school. So it kind of like prepares you like if, if you want to go there, right? To, so it's like you do all the ranking, supply officer, everything, like all that stuff. Me and my two best friends, we started it. And uh, my wife... Um, enrolled in it and one day she walks out the room and I told my best friend I'm going to marry that girl I hadn't spoken a word to her wow and for one year I try to I try to pull her in and she said no the whole 10th grade says I finally I said fuck it and in the summer of that year she called me and she's like oh I broke up with my boyfriend uh, but I have another one I'm like nope no you don't so <laughs> And yeah, it's been this since then, dude, 2011. So 23 years. Why? Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, it, it's, it's, do you think, well, um, do you think it's worth it staying in a relationship that long? Do, do you think it, there's value to it? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think it shows you, um, it shows commitment, you know, um, discipline, consistency, all of that. Um, uh, is yeah, like it's, it's it's good. I don't think it has any any um, unless you want to be crazy and party all the time and do all that stuff. You know, we I never was that kind of person. Like we did that a little bit in high school, and that was it. Like I didn't, it didn't, it didn't interest me. I I struggle because I, I'm in a relationship that's twenty years long too, or you know, over twenty years, and. I can't think of anything better. 
like for me, it's the crowning achievement of my life. It is like, it's, it's the greatest thing I've ever done. I cannot believe and every day it gets better because there's added value to it. It, it, it still deepens and enriches. Mm-hmm. That being said, there's other people I see in relationships and I'm like, man, one of you motherfuckers is crazy. <laughs> and I don't know if you can fix crazy. Like I, like, I, and so if there, if you're commit, I, I, I appreciate the discipline and, and all of that, but there's even a rusted barbell you have to throw away yeah. at some point, right? I mean, it's like, of course. So I think is, dude. Um, one thing I, 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 it's not that I regret or anything. It's just I, I was following the footsteps of their or her parents, right? Like, you know, of even society, right? Graduate high school, go to college get married, have kids, like, yep, yep, yep. right. Like Finally, we're all told to do. Yep. Here yep, in the United yep. States. And then, so I'm going through all that and I'm like, dude, what, what is my purpose in life? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm being an autopilot for the, for maybe 10 years of that, right. Of the, of that life. And then I found CrossFit and I found like a uh, mindset and all this, different things, listening to you, listening to Ben Virgin, listening to all these great minds, Greg Glassman. And I was like, holy shit, the one thing I would have done differently was I would have built the empire that I want to build right now and get, then have my family. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, um, I could have done it with her, would have been fine, but with the kids and everything, dude, like, you, you're right, you 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 have your kids and that's all the time you give to, but your empire is already built. Right, right, right. I haven't, I'm still in the, you're doing both at the same time. You're building your empire and trying to spend time with your, with three kids is a big family. And one always suffers, right? Like you're always going to give one more to the other. Um, So that's the one thing I would, I would change other than that. I love it. It's, it's been awesome. Like we, we're good, dude. We're a great, great couple. We love each other. We have good shit. Like everything is awesome. Yep. Um, t- tell me about when you cross. Well, let me go back to ROTC. I, ROTC. I would have never have joined that in high school or college. I would have been like, I'm not giving my life to that. I'd rather go to the store and drink or drive around at night with my friends and find girls. Or it, that seems already so mature. Why did you do that? So. I was doing a bunch of crazy shit and my mom is like, dude, you're going to end up nowhere if you don't fix it. Right. And I had tried out baseball and I didn't make it. That that was my sport that I liked. And uh, these guys were working in uniform and I was like, holy shit, they look cool. What are you guys doing? And then I asked and then literally they, they were, we were the two, the first person that was, they spoke to, it was us. Like, oh, we're building this thing. Do you want to come in? I'm like, fuck, what do we have to lose? Did so you hear said, your mom's voice at that time too? Um, Say, what? hey, you're going to end up in jail? Not really. I think, man, it's like, that's, you know, when um, I'm big into manifestation and things like that. And like when obviously my mom was the best for me. And I think it's just happened. Like it's just. That was it. That was what I needed to hear. Whatever they said, you know, they didn't like give me a big spiel or nothing. It was literally like destined. Like 
And to this day, you know, I didn't have the father figure in my life. And to this day, uh, Commander Chief, um, Commander and, and Chief Ramirez, to this day, they're the, that's who I am right now. Like, those are the I guys learned, who ran the ROTC program. Yeah, there. that's the, I learned so much from those two guys, man. And, um, they, they shape who I am today. Um, and how they, long did you do ROTC? Three years, three years. Cause they started when, uh, the, on this second year of that school, that school was, uh, we went on the second year too, when the school started. So I had ninth grade, they weren't there yet. And then on the 10th grade, so 10, 11 and 12. So three years of that. Why didn't you ever um, uh, join the Navy then after that? I, so I was going to go to the military, uh, Marines. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to do infantry, um, you know, straight through it. And my, my now wife, back then girlfriend, she's like, nope, you're not going to do that. If you do that, I'm not waiting for you here. And um, I don't know, maybe that saved my life too. Cause I'm, I'm right. a crazy dude. Like I kind of like Dave Castro, right? Like Greg Glassman saved De- Dave Castro's life. Right. Right. Like, right. Um, probably would have been one of those guys. Like I love straight up combat. No, you know, um, just go straight to what we're, what we're there to do. Not, not play around being a mechanic or anything like that. Uh, fight for the fittest. Thank you very much. And thanks for the good conversation. Um, this guy, Jer- Jeremy, he wants to ban Jeff from the live chat. The live chat's all, the live Jeff's chat's always there. crazy. What? That guy, Jeff, still there? Yeah, it's Jeff. Uh, I divorced my rusty barbell. <laughs> uh, and, and then tell me, when did CrossFit first pop on your – nope, I'm going to save that still. So you come here, was there any chance you guys would be deported? How how can, was it hard for your mom just to say, hey, me and my three kids are staying? Yeah, yeah. So she had to uh, do a lot of, so she had to have, she had to marry, she married a, uh, uh, an American, like a citizen. And that's how we were able to get our papers and stuff. But it took like, dude, it took like a, 2001, 2011, so 12 years, 12 years it took for us to get our papers and stuff. But once we got it, it was really fast. Residence and then citizenship right away. But the process was super long. Um, Before that, we had like permits. Like we were here legally and we couldn't, obviously you can't mess up. If you do something bad, you're out. So you had to, you know, behave, be good, be a... A contribution to society, not a burden, right? Like do good right. and help help the country be better, no worse. So we did we did all that. And and and, and so and you've always been in Florida. Always, yes. Yeah. Tennessee was uh it's Tennessee for some reason's always been in my mind to to retire there or whatever. And that's that's why we were gonna move there. Um actually Angelo, Angelo the Chico was gonna be our, our realtor. Oh wow! Yeah, Angelo took me to bro. He took me to everybody's house, Matt Fraser's house, his house, and that house. And like, dude, I just want to live in the ranch. <laughs> I don't want to live next to this guy. Can I just set up a tent over there. Yes. Um, yep. So uh, cool. Carlos, I, I was raised um, 
it, it, it's, it's so crazy how profoundly racist this is too. I was raised to, um, that if you were, uh, a Democrat, if you were a Mexican, uh, a Venezuelan, a Brazilian, a black person, and you lived in the United States that you basically had to be a Democrat. Like that was, that was the rule that I wasn't raised that way. Like by my parents per se, that was the, that was, that was the message coming into the Bay area, the Bay area being San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland. Like that's the way it was. Yeah. If you and you had to do that and you had to maintain uh, the victim mindset, you had to maintain the narrative that people hated you because of your skin color. You had to maintain the mindset that you were field workers, that you were cleaners. You had to maintain the mindset that the, someone was keeping you down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was all there. And, 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 you know, their quick, their quick automatic response was, well, if you don't maintain it, you're ignoring the 200 years of oppression. And it's like, finally I woke up and I'm like, no, it's actually you who's maintaining the memory of the 200 years of oppression. And you're insisting that it continues. Um, did, did you ever go, th- did you feel coming here as a Venezuelan that you needed to politically be on one side? I'm, I'm, of that, like, did you feel that message too? Like, hey, these people are trying to keep you down. Get on this camp. Well, that was, it's kind of like my mom and my dad's thing, right? Like, that's who they, they like, the rich are here, then they're they're here because they're bad people and they they right. do something bad. And that's how they get right. money. Right. And dude, it took me a long time to become who I am again by listening to you, literally, like. I learned more. Well, I didn't know this shit at 38 either. So fuck, Dude, man, you're yeah. you're ahead of me. I learned more in the past year of this pandemic listening to podcasts and 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 like understanding like holy shit, this is all a lie. It's just all there so that these people are trying to get the Democrats are trying to get that brainwash those people to think that so that they can get their votes and then whatever the other party is just doing yeah so they can get their votes yeah their votes and their boats yeah so then it's like (laughs) so i'm like dude how how in the world so we'll never become rich if we hate the rich yes and it's so obvious now it's like oh shit (laughs) i get it one day you said it best. It was God will never give you something you resent. Right. And that right there stuck to me. I was like, holy shit, there it is. And someone that- drives by in a Lamborghini, and what you should do is you should give them the thumbs up. Hell yeah. You should be like, dude, nice car. Yep. You should show the humility, the appreciation, the artwork, the craft, the hard work. You know that guy didn't get that shit dude, without working his ass off, right? Friend. Yeah. You see a guy with a brand new Corvette, you walk over to him and you go, sir, that is a beautiful car. Congratulations. You must be a hard worker. Yep. I have something here. I learned from uh, the book called, um, holy shit. What I cannot think of the name right now. Um, whatever. Listen to this part. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> Caleb, what book is he talking about? It's coming. It's going to come. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb's like, how the fuck would I know? <laughs> it's coming, Caleb. I'm going to say it. So, I will succeed by attracting the right people, eliminate hate, jealousy, and envy, and develop love for all humans. A negative attitude towards others will never give me success. 
every morning I read that. Um, uh, think, think and grow rich. That's the think name and grow it. rich. Yeah. Isn't it amazing too? All so the people when you read the book and these people at the top yeah. too. I, I know. I, I oh yeah yeah Napoleon Hill. Yep. Yeah. I haven't read anything by Napoleon Hill, but I hear so much good stuff. It's good. You should read that one. It's it's a cool book because you ha- it makes you go back to it and read it again and rethink your life and and man, it's it's that's that's that book right there is a uh, change a lot of lives. Um, who turned you on to that book? Uh, I don't know if it was Ben Bergeron or maybe. Yeah, maybe it was Ben Bergeron when when I was I would like ask him what books he would read, you know, um, top five books or whatever, and he would always give me like five books to read. Yeah. Um. What is your what is your what does your wife and friends think about your kind of your evolution in 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 thought? Um. I don't know. I don't know. I know my friends. They um. I don't know why I don't see it, but they always tell me, man, Carlos, you're unique. You're special. Dude, you're, you're always trying to do better and love everyone and do all these things and change people's life. And at the gym, I mean, you can ask the coaches. They, Everything I do is for somebody else. I never do something for me. Um, something that Greg Glassman says as chase excellence and then the money will come. Yeah, I do that every with everything. Everything I chase and try to do the best of and everything else will take care of itself. And that's how we kind of like go for it. Are you um in the gym? The gym actually, it obviously, it, it sustains you and your family. Yeah. And, yeah, and your wife and your wife works there too. Yeah. She just got promoted to general manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it a. Uh... Is is it is it a is it a hard life r- running the gym running a business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely. Um, I wouldn't say a hard life, dude. I, it's my dream. I'm living my dream. I get, I've been up for eight hours already. I got up at four in the morning and wow. went to go coach my five and six. Love my. People. So you've already coached a couple classes this morning. Yeah, yeah. And then I came do. back to do the podcast. Yep, and then came back to do the podcast six hours. Like it's been yeah six seven hours, and I. Can't wait to get up tomorrow morning and do it again. Um, but it's I love it. I love the drive. I love the the challenges. Is is that warrior mindset, right? We don't want there's the victim mindset, persistent, optimistic, realist. The warrior mindset chases the shit, loves it. The challenges. It's gonna be a challenge. No business is easy. There's no do this and tomorrow you're gonna be rich. Zero. That doesn't work. That is, you, you got to put in the work, you got to put in the hours, put in the effort and change people's life. If you don't change people's life, especially in our business, our business is not, we're not in the fitness business. CrossFit did that for us already. CrossFit made the greatest fitness methodology there is. Nothing better than that. We are in the relationship building business as gym owners. We need to change these people's life through CrossFit, but more than that, remember, we only have him for one hour. We need to change their life. What are they doing the other 23? How do we change their lives with that? And that's our job. That's how we're going to build a great community, change the world, change their lives, make them 
be a bad fucking individual that wants to like kick ass into their nineties. You know, that's her and job. So, and so you're the sole business owner now. Uh, not yet. So I still have some partners right now. So when I, when I opened the gym, um, the second gym, um, one of the members gave us uh, some money to like make it happen. So we made That's it nice. Yeah. We made it nice. So he's a part there. It's a partnership. They're part owners. There's another business that they have. Um, but I'm hopefully in January, uh, we're going to end up, uh, I'm going to be the sole owner. I'm going to buy them out and then I'll be the sole owner of the gym. Oh, this is this your wife in the comments? Na Natalie. Yes. Oh, I can see the comments there. That's her right there. You have you have two locations? No, 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 no. Um, oh, oh, second gym. Oh, second. Year. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, second um, year. Um, Carlos, how did CrossFit pop up on your radar? What was your first when you first saw it? Noticed it? Um, it was my wife. So my wife was after having the second baby, Emily. She was like one hundred and seventy-five pounds. And she's like, dude, I got to do something. And I, I used to do mountain biking. So I'm like, I know there's no mountains in Florida, but we did it. We built some trails and we did it. Right. So I, that was what I was doing. And then I tried getting her into that. She said, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm going to die. All right. Um, one of her friends came to the house and she lost a lot of weight. And she's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm doing CrossFit. I'm like, all right, cool. Go try it out. She went to go try it out. Uh, tried out her first class. She came back to the car. I stayed in the car waiting for her. Hey, she, I have a question. Her yeah. friend who came over and, and lost weight. What um? What was she? What was her bath background? What was her ethnic background? American. American. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She was American. She was from here. Um, she loses the weight. She comes back and then she says, "Um, yeah, I like it. I think I'm gonna do it." The whole ride there, I was telling her. You're going to hate it. You're not going to like it. And I think that got into her head and she's like, I'm going to prove you wrong, which I thank God that happened. And she goes, but it's expensive. It's 180 bucks. I got out of the car, gave the $180 to the dude and get on it. I told Did her, you take the class too? Or did you I just go it. back in the car? Her. I did stayed, I stayed watching her for three months. Oh, you would so you would go there and, and just sit down and watch her work out. Sit down and watch her work out holding our baby. And oh, was, you really do love your wife. Holy yeah, shit. Cool. I like doing that too. Isn't that fun watching your wife work out? Yeah, I was like, this cool woman, shit. Yeah, she's proving she's gonna prove me wrong. She's gonna like this thing and she got hooked. Then I'm like, all right, I can't do mountain biking and this. Like it's too much time. We don't have enough time, so let me try this. So I tried the free class. Meaning, I, meaning, not you weren't even working out. You didn't have the time to drive her and mount. You're like, hey, this is taking yeah. an extra two hours a week. I need to spend my time better. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And so you, okay, okay. Yeah. So I wasn't doing anything, and then I mind you, I used to do twelve hours mountain bike race, twenty four hours mountain bike race, all by myself. I'm in shape. I can do this. They put me to through the free class, whatever, bear claws, mat ball cleans, sit-ups, push-ups, stupid shit. I threw up everywhere. I was like, wow. oh, hell no, I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came in um, and did it. And literally three months later, we they they, they asked us to 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 be part owners when the of the gym. How, how much later? 
three, three to five, three to five months later. I, I can't remember exactly. Had you even taken your L1 at that point? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, I got a good L1 story. So what I did, I did, um, somebody introduced me to Ben Bergeron and I went to go take his seminar. When I took his Chasing Excellence seminar, dude, that dude didn't, he didn't, I went there to become a gym owner and I came out a better man. That guy changed my life, right? Like he's very good at changing people's life. That's what we're here for. And um, I came out, I came back a better man, a better father, father, a better husband. And I was like, I got to, I got to pay it back. I got to do good. I got to do what, what this guy did to me. I got to do it to other people. So I started coaching without my level one, like shadowing people. And then I finally go to do my level one and everyone at the gym is like, dude, you're going to pass it. You don't need to study. You're fucking amazing. You got this. I go do the level one and I'm a bad test taker. Horrible. And I failed this test. Best thing that happened to me. Best thing that happened to me, dude. I get this shirt from the level one because you you get that shirt that says the pyramid in the back, whatever. And I put it in the middle of my, on my, on my, drawer where I, where I get all my shirts and I put it in my head. You're not going to wear that shirt until you earn it and pass that test. I went to the journal and dude, read that journal from the beginning days wow. to the end days, wow. back to back to back to back. I became such a better coach because of that and a better person. Again, you learn more than just coaching. And that was it. That for me, that was the best thing. Failing that test made me the coach that I am right now, and that I strive people to be. You know, um, it's cool. It was a cool, cool, cool thing. And 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 when you're doing this, this is when you're you're doing the sheet rocking. You're doing the the wall. Yeah, work. I'm still. Yeah, big back then. I was still doing that. Yeah. And, and did you have your own business, or did you work for someone? I had first. It, it was I was working with with my wife's um, dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the day I passed the test. First, I was working with my wife. Dad, he had a huge company, and then he closed down in 2008 when the whole recession thing happened. And I, I told, I told my wife, "Hey, do you mind if I open a company?" I told her that, and he said, "No, open it." So I, I ran a, a, the, a little, not too big, but a nice company um, for three years. I, I was the, the, the contractor, I guess, with her brother. So me and her brother did it together. For like three years, while he was going to nursing school, and then and then and then they ask you. I, I wonder that doesn't that seem a little soon to ask someone to be a part owner of the gym? You've only been there three to five months. So they saw the 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 passion, I guess, and the the drive that I had. So the moment I became a gym owner, I renovated the, the gym. It, it, it used to look like shit. So you know when CrossFit first started. Bro, everything rusted, everything everywhere. Who the fuck cares, right? But obviously by now 2014, that doesn't happen anymore. Now you, you're competing against Soul Cycle, Orange Theory, all these other gyms that look badass and they're charging the same price. What the fuck is going on? So I man, I remodeled that place, made it amazing. It was dying. It was gonna it was probably gonna close. It had like 40 members left. And when I became an order, we brought it up to 120. And wow. then 
Yeah, and then we expand it. That's what it was, yeah. That's what it was before. Tiny little place, the 3,000 square feet. And then when we got to 120 members, we took down that wall and we made it double, 6,000 square feet. Um, yeah, and it's still there. This, they're still there. Great people. Um, it's just, it was just too many of us. Um, I love them. I still talk to them. Whatever they need help, I help them. Um, they're awesome. awesome. Awesome people. We need more. We need more gyms. So, so, so in October of 2020, that's when you opened your gym. That's when I opened our gym. Yep. Uh, and you call it, um, uh, what do you call it? Do you just call it life? What do you guys call it? We call it life athletics. Um, we would love to have life CrossFit, CrossFit life, but they just wouldn't give us the name. I'm, I'm, I'm working every day as not every day, but like here and there, I send an email, try to get a change for them to give us the E and, and um, you, when you open your new gym, Carlos, why did you um, make it a CrossFit gym? Why, why, not, why? And by that, I mean, why pay the $3,000 a year to be an affiliate? Why did you continue down that path? That, okay. So for me, I think the thousand bucks to take the level one, the $3,000 to do the, the affiliation, um, the journal, has more information in there i think it's worth a million dollars do you know what i mean dude dude, it's the greatest piece curation of 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 everything of of of, yeah of of literature and videos and stuff to help humanity if one thing survived the nuclear war i god i hope it's the crossfit journal dude yes one thing i want to do also is apologize i I listened to your podcast the other day of um your live your live call-in show where i was one of those guys that i'm out when greg glassman said that shit because ben virgin was out so i'm out right right, i was like fuck so I'm out, right? I'm I'm literally man. Ben Virgin to me, that guy, I'll stop. I'll run in front of a bus for this dude, right? Like right, that's how right. much he changed my that's life. That's awesome, by the way. I I respect yeah. that that loyalty so and what he and was recognizing like, you know what he what? gave you. Um, and then, but I was just lost, like dude, like you know, all this shit is happening. It was so crazy, right? Like right now, I'm I'm, I'm I realized that when on that live in show. The the greatest thing someone can do for a human is give them power, empowerment, right? You empower them to be better in life, to get educated, to do all this stuff. Greg Glassman put that out there for free. How are you going to call that man a racist? Do you know what I mean? It, I was like, Holy shit. For free. When people told him in Silicon Valley, he was a fucking idiot. I, you, For yeah. free. Yeah. For free, dude. And it's, that's why. Like, I can't, I will never stop paying the CrossFit thing. Like, it, it's, I, I think it's my, my dues. Like, I, it's, I hate people or other gyms when they, they, okay, we're out. We're, we're not going to be a CrossFit gym anymore. You still have a whiteboard. You still have a clock. You're still doing what the definition of fitness is. If you ask those, what's crazy too is I stumbled upon that Instagram account. 
that was a curation of all the haters, right? Yeah. And it was someone who was trying to, who obviously hated Greg. But when I went through all of the posts, they actually couldn't articulate why what Greg did. And that's when I realized it was just, it was, a, it was, a, I mean, I all, always knew, but I realized, wow, this is really bad. This is a, a witch hunt. By the way, I've never heard anyone, I, I've never heard anyone apologize. You're the first person I've ever heard be like, hey, I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And there were some people who said some fucking horrible shit and some influential people. Yeah. You're the first person I've ever heard be like, yep, I fucked up. I you shouldn't did. have, I shouldn't have, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not telling you what to do at all, but I bet you it would mean the world to him if you sent him an email and told him that. Oh. What do you think happened? Why do you think so many – you think it was just people got overwhelmed with the George Floyd and the pandemic, and you think that there was just like a mass psychosis, like we couldn't think clearly? Dude, we were at that moment. We held him like to some standard where he was like he couldn't he couldn't express himself, and so like – Yeah, think about it. We were at the worst – right in the middle of the pandemic, right? We're all stuck inside. I wasn't. I mean, I was outside doing my shit. I didn't care about right, nothing. Right, but right. most people were. And right. the there's no way you you think you have so much and now you're thinking and then overthinking and you forget who you are. You forget right. your background, your, your values, everything. And it just goes out the window it was just the perfect storm, dude. Like, like they, they always say, like people in business is some of it is, um, you know, some of the thing is hard work, and but a lot of it is luck, right? Like, at what time in the when it happened, right? Like this, there's no way Greg was ever gonna sell the gym or nothing. It was just this unfortunate moment. That I happened. know. I can't believe he sold it. I, and, and, and 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 I know. Um, some people uh, have accused me of of being. I, I've said plenty of uh, harsh criticism towards Greg on this show. Oh yes, you have. And, and so no one should think like I'm just like I'm fucking pissed. We got rid of the media team. I'm I am disgusted yeah. at the fact that the journal is still hidden. I know who did that. I know that that was part of Greg's uh, thing in 2018. I'm really disappointed at some things. But um, to uh, I, I mean that's one percent. That's my frustration with working with them as as a as a colleague in the business. The other ninety nine percent, it's like thank God he Greg fucking came along. Like let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm -hmm. I would fucking do go out with Greg any t fucking time to go have lunch with him and love on him and hug him and fucking tell him what a great man he is. He Dude. changed my mom's life. That's, That's really my only bias and my sister's life and my wife's life and my kids' life. Dude, we're changing the world, man. Yeah. Dude. We're literally doing it and doing it the right way. It's not, you know. Have you seen any of your friends? Do you have any Venezuelan friends? Yeah. You do? Um, and and um, is there a Venezuelan community there? Oh, God, yeah, huge. Now, especially now that the, when this last mig migration or whatever that, that just happened, um, there's two literally maybe 30 minutes away from here real close to my gym there's western uh they call it western suela now because it's just all venezuelans everywhere and uh pembroke pines right by my place and um and the doral it's literally all it's a little venezuela it's like uh 
is is there camaraderie amongst those people? Like if the Armenians come, there's camaraderie, you know what I mean? Or the Brazilians yeah, like yeah. in Maine or it, there's a, a camaraderie. They they kind of stick together. Yes, that's one thing. One thing about the the Latin America culture is you I mean, do the like when you have the teams playing each other, you see like the Colombians and Venezuelans or whatever in baseball, it is a family. Like everyone is united, everyone does everything together um so that's one thing the passion for that for the country and stuff you'll see it like if you see it on um like in the world cup this this year you'll see how it is like it's super intense and that's something that 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 will never leave my heart like that i love and and nourish forever uh but yes yes we're very like that yeah do your kids speak spanish uh no, because my wife and I, she's you know, she's Canadian and Venezuelan, so she speaks French, I speak Spanish, so we don't really like speak it. I'll speak to them here and there, but not really. Like they'll understand it. Actually, when my little one is taking Spanish Spanish in school so that she could uh speak it, you know, normally. So like I practice with her, but no, no, um not fluently, no. Um, what, what's the next plan? Oh, actually, I want to go back to the pain, the payment. So basically I've, I've, I've spoke about the, the affiliate payment as a, as a tithing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you would pay to the church. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like I hear that from you too. It's not what they're doing for you. It's what they've done for you. Yes. It's, it's all that they did. And I will say. I would love for them to get out again, like you said, that media putting down the media is it was the one of the worst things that could have happened. Um, getting rid of, of Dave Castro, one of the worst things. Not doing the open like Dave was doing. Dude, like I got my gym literally last year without having Dave there and shit. To sign up to the open, we had 172 members, I think, at that point, and I got 167 signed up. Wow! Wow! Yeah. How um, did you do? How did you do that? Explaining what I what everything crosses have done for us. I literally right. explained it's not the open, it's not the workout. Crosses has changed your life and it will change your kids' life and forever. You're paying twenty dollars to help support that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You go spend twenty bucks on fucking McDonald's, which is gonna kill you. This is giving you life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it. That was it. People then, you know, they had no argument, right? Like you you Again, you have the five percent, right? That they don't give a fuck. Fuck it. <laughs> but this, yeah, they they love this. So I'm hoping this year we'll get a, that close again, and we can be one of the the gyms that holds one of the open workouts. I I wonder if there's any that, that I, I've never heard of such numbers. I wonder if there's any gym that has that ratio besides you. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I there was a one another gym close to us in Kendall. Um, you know, we I we we got together to do this, and I don't know, man. I think they got two hundred and forty members, and they were like a three three hundred members around three twenty. So and they, they got, got two hundred and forty to sign up. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy too. Yeah, they were above us. Yep. Yeah. So you you're running the gym now. You pay the you pay the uh, affiliate fees, and when you see what's going on, do you pay attention to what's going on? Like, did you like did you see that a couple of days ago they um, released their chief marketing officer? Yes, I, all through you. Obviously, I watch your show every day. Um, I think so it's not anything you watch. It's not anything you're you're paying attention to, other than the fact that like I just talk shit, and you're like, I'll go see what Sevan's talking shit about. Yeah, today. yeah. Okay. No, I don't pay attention like that. I'm more. Um, the education part. So I'd rather cross it. Um, man, I don't. So I, that's I, what you see. So you, do you get the email of the day from them? Yeah, yeah, I get okay. all that. Yeah, I get all that stuff, and I love it. I think more. I want cross it to be proud of who owns the gym. You know what I mean? Like right now, is anyone can go pay three thousand bucks daily level one, and they get it. Okay, right. I see what you're saying. We yeah. had another affiliate owner who said that you'd like to see. Sorry if I'm putting words in your mouth. You'd like to see maybe. Okay, let's require a level two in order to own a gym. I you want to up the, the commitment of the yeah. gym owner. Do you know how you you're thinking the the way you think of a seminar staff, right? Yeah. You think of them as gods, and they're amazing. Yep. yep. Imagine if every affiliate had one of those. Right. Right. That's it. We would not be, we would not have space in our little gyms. We will have to grow. Right. Right. So here, I'm, here, I'm, I'm for that. I want to, I want to be a level four. I want to become a rusher. That's one of my goals. Um, but maybe. Let me, I agree with you. Let yeah. me tell you what's on the other side of that. And, and, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll come up with some solution. Yep. God, they should fucking you, dude. Send me a fucking check for a million dollars already, CrossFit. Um, I agree with you. I, I mean, you described it perfect. How crazy would it be if every single um? Oh, that's how many people signed up for the open. Yeah, yeah. So, but I that's have, not relative to how many members they have, also, which is which is kind of the yeah. fascinating part. No, yeah. Right? So we were 71. Is this in the world, Caleb, or on the on the US? World uh worldwide. Worldwide, yes. Yeah, so so, so cool. if that other gym, if Chimney Rock CrossFit, I don't mean to pick on you, if they had 400 members, then you know, yeah. 135 is expected. I, it's just crazy how few yeah, you had. I think, I think we were to trying ratio. to go put it on the US real quick. I think the US, I forgot what we were in the US. That you see the I didn't even know there was a leaderboard like this. This is yeah, cool. Yeah. It's super cool. And then. So Spain had a gym where 383 people dude, signed dude, up. But that gym, I think that gym has like a thousand members. <laughs> that, wow. That's a huge gym. It's kind of like a record bitch. Uh, record bitch. Yeah. 27 on the U.S. So see, we were trying to get because the, the uh, CrossFit does the announcement. That gym that did the announcement on the last day, the last week of the CrossFit Open, um, they had the most, and that's why they did the the announcement there. So whoever has the most in the U.S. signups, they get the announcement of the Open there. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, like, uh, Handerville. Yeah, they got two eighty eight, and I think they have like five six hundred members. That that huge gym, twelve thousand square feet. What state awesome. is that? Is that Nevada? Where the hell? No, is no, that's uh, Tennessee. Oh, Nashville, Tennessee. Yep. 
Cool, cool place. So on one hand, you want you want it so that every gym has someone that everyone looks at and is like, oh my god, that person is just like amazing. Uh, l- like we view the L one uh, seminar team. Mm-hmm. But what about this other element that was kind of the low barrier of entry that CrossFit has always had that has made it? Um, I think the word that Greg liked to use or that he used in um, every second counts was um, egalitarian. Meaning it's open to everyone and accessible to everyone. And there is a, a, a nice element to that that you could be illiterate and still be the greatest CrossFit coach that ever lived. You could yeah. not know how to read and write. There, there was a um, oh level the playing field of what genius could be, right? Yeah. What, what about that? Do we, do we lose anyone by forcing them or does it come across as like, you know, some people are going to say, I don't think this, but some people are going to say, Hey, it's a money grab for CrossFit. They're doing that that in order to require another seminar. What could we do to keep the barrier of entry still down low? And, and I, and fuck all the scholarship shit either too. Like if you're not willing to pay the thousand bucks to get in, then you really don't want to be there. Like, I mean, we, we, now we know affiliate owners who've slept in their car because they couldn't afford a hotel. For sure. Yeah. So, Definitely. And it's not a lot, dude. It's, it's right. not a lot. Again, that's another thing. Like those classes, I would have paid 10 grand to go to a level one. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. It's, it's not a lot. So I will say uh, still, obviously get in the door, get in. It's more don't stay down there. Right. Like, like, um, like the excuses of affiliate owners. Oh, my town is too small. Dude, my town is big, but then I have 18 CrossFit gyms. Is around. that true? In your area, you have 18 gyms? At least. I mean, it, it like, and, it, and then the gyms are doing CrossFit, but they don't call CrossFit. Right, right. Right? right, right. So, and it's always something, right? Like, it's never going to be good. But what makes us great is that service and changing lives and like, you know, you know, they couldn't say, um, Carlos, they couldn't if they did this, hey, take the L1 to open your gym, and then every year you have to take another class. The reason why they can't say that though is because I think a shitload of people would just use that as an excuse to not pay their affiliate fees. Well, fuck you, I'm not gonna do it. That's so there good. has to be there has to be some sort of way, and I know that the and, and I'm not hating on CrossFit for that at all. They have to run a business, they have to keep the money yeah, coming of in. Yeah. Um it's it's interesting. How do you raise the well for starters? Y- y- you know, Carlos, it, and this is a pretty easy, cheap. Wow, man, that's nuts. The, um, it, it's a pretty easy, cheap shot to take at them, but they don't seem to put a premium on education. You can't even find the journal on the main site anymore. Yeah, that that got, that has to come back. I I know it's coming back. I mean, it, it has to. It has to, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. not only does it have to come back, they can charge for it. 95% of the shit in there is for free. Just charge 50 bucks a year for people who want to like, it, it, it's nuts. Easy. Yeah, man, people will pay it. It's, it's, if you don't pay it, it's because you don't care. You right. Don't, and then who cares? Pay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's not, it is nuts. Yeah. Uh, people, sorry to uh, Chris Cooper, but people, you, 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 over at CrossFit, just hire Mike Workington. Give him two hundred thousand dollars a year. Bring him to the United States and pay him to run the CrossFit Journal. He even will. Chris, even Chris, all those guys should yes. be part of CrossFit. Like, like right. you know. Did you ever use any of those services? Business? Oh, you use Ben Bergeron. Yeah, I use Ben Bergeron a little bit of Chris Cooper. Um, actually, Chris Cooper denied 
denied us because we he knew like we had too many owners on the oh. team. So he you get you don't you you get chosen to be part of his thing. Wow. Get, yeah. You don't just pay for his services and that's it. So that's interesting. Yeah. So he's yeah. like, hey, I don't know if we can help you. You have too many cooks in the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Brilliant. Wow. Yeah. So he's like, he actually told me like, if that's you respectable. Need, yeah. She, he told me if you need a job, you ever need a job, call me. I'll find you a, a full time, a uh, hundred thousand dollars a year paying job because you're, you're good. But he's yeah. great. Isn't he? He's something amazing. else. Amazing. Those, man, those guys are awesome. And again, they're empowering people. All their stuff is out there for free. You don't have you really buy his book, buy his two books and, Follow everything he says to the T and you'll have a successful business. You don't have to do a side hustle. You don't have to do any of that. You just got to work hard, man. Work hard every day. I work 14, 15 hours days. And, but it's not, I know, I don't feel like I'm working. I'm, it's, I'm living my life. It's your life. Yep. Um, and by the way, Carlos says, um, go out and buy the books. You should know that there were years where he just gave the books away free. He, free. He, yeah. It was crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Same, it was like Greg, like Greg yeah. and everything's crazy. And the books aren't a sales pitch. There's like real, I had him on the show and the, it, the amount of useful information he gives you is nuts. You can listen to, so I paid for Ben Berger on he, you can pay him and you go to his gym for a weekend. Right. And I go there and I tell him, you know, he's telling me everything I listen to every single one of his podcasts and it's all there. Everything he's telling me on the on this thing is all there. So at the end of the class, he asks everyone, um, you know who was there too? Um, Madero's uh, coach. Oh, Adam Neifer. Adam Neifer was there yeah. with me. Yep. We were both there. And because Adam had just finished competing, that was his last year, so he wanted to make the gym legit, right? And... You know, he goes around all of us and he I'm the last person. And he goes and he goes, Ben, to tell you the truth, nothing. I didn't I didn't learn anything because you gave everything for free. Uh oh. and but one thing that I never gonna l- not learn from you is the way you make me a better man and a better person and all of this. And right then and then um, Heather, him, and Catherine. Catherine was there too. Um, she, they, the next day, they're like, "Hey, Carlos, if you ever want to come and work for us, you you have a job here." Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I was like, "Holy crap, that's crazy!" So it was cool, but too cold up there. That's what my wife said. It's too cold. <laughs> but yeah, that's that kind of like, um, you know, that that kind of change in life that's what we want to make and create and empower people to do something that they're afraid of and and that they never thought possible and and go for it and go for it and 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 do it have no excuses have have any of your um uh carlos is inspiring me to open an affiliate here has anyone um have any of your members gone on to open an affiliate um we have we had a Two guys, they didn't open an actual affiliate, though. They was more of a, like a little hit training place, tiny little gym, awesome, 
Willie and, and, and Chris, I love them. Uh, yeah, they went up there and they did their own thing. Um, other than that, no, people just want to coach, man. They want to coach and, and learn from me and stuff. Um, do you think they want to coach for the same reason that people want to spread, um, the gospel, the word of Jesus, someone, someone's down in the dumps, they're addicted to drugs. Jesus fucking talks to them. They see a burning bush or some shit. Next thing you know, they get off the drugs and they're like, holy shit, I can't fucking believe God's real. And then they have to tell every Tom, Dick and Harry for the next five years about God. It's exactly it, right? Yeah. And that's what I want them to be, right? Like before that happened to your wife, did your wife just lose her mind when when she started doing CrossFit? Was she just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She will tell everybody. She went fucking yeah. nuts. And that's what we do with our members. Our members are, we never spend any money. You never want to spend money on advertisement. Zero. Your advertisement is your members. How many members you have is how many lives have you changed. If you don't change your members' life, they're not going to tell anyone else. So you're not going to double that. So if I had... I have 40 members when I started. I might go, okay, I got to have 80 in two months. What am I going to do with 40 people that is going to have them talk about us so much? And then this, when we got to 80, all right, now we need to get to 160. What are we going to do with these 80 people that is going to get them to talk so much about us? And do this. All it is is walking in. Every time I walk in, the first thing in my head is, how am I going to make them better today? Because they're going to tell someone, yep, dude, you got to come to um, uh, Life Athletics yep. with me. How yep. come, dude, the guy who owns the place is so cool. The people there are so nice. I leave there feeling so good. Yep. You know, the other day, my car fucking, I got a flat and someone gave me a ride to my job. And then when I came back, another some, one of the other employees had fixed my tire. You dude, can't even one, fucking believe this yeah, place. We have a member that does that. We had a member that her their, their, the dealership was going to charge her 400 bucks to fix this thing. I went inside, grabbed my tools, put it in there, boom, done. She's like, holy shit, you just saved me 400 bucks. I'm like, yeah, man, go ahead. Keep going. You have to see how many cute guys are in this gym. It's nuts, and they are all they all have jobs, and they're all cool as shit. Really? Everyone. Really, Sally? Oh, yeah. dude, there's at least three guys that are single. you got to come. come. Wear your tightest Lululemons you can. Come. Everyone that comes in is... I couldn't get so-and-so to stop talking about you. I had to see the shit. Yeah, that's awesome. And then that's it. And it's it's just a steady growth, right? Like you want to have like all the numbers and all this stuff. Obviously, you don't want to have gain more members than you lose. But if you do it right and you take care of people, to this day, our first year we have every month we have 10 new members. Um, This year, obviously, we're getting bigger. So we kind of like, you know, you raise the prices, make it a little bit harder to get into. Um, we have it's five, five members every month, and next year is gonna be the same, five more members. And to you outgrow the place, and you get something bigger, and you just keep going and going and going and changing lives. I want to have a school. I want to build a school in 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 the gym that I the next gym that I build. I mean, we want to do great things. Um, what's what's the biggest? Um... I don't want to say mistake. What, what are there any lessons that scream out to you if you were to talk to um, Carlos, uh, the new gym owner? Are you glad you started with partners? Do you wish you wouldn't have? Do you like Florida? Would you rather? What about the anything that's just like, man, this is what I, I wish someone would have told me. 
yeah the the partners thing so that for sure is is the biggest i mean chris cooper didn't take us because we had too many partners right like that should be a sign right so it's and on uh, his whole thing was even ben bergeron he said it, it was it's not if you have a, a line let's say this is your your top right like your greatness you have five people like this trying to get to it but they're going all up all have great ideas but it's just taking longer because it's five of you sticking differently ah, one thing. Ah. now you have all these four coming to one right becomes boom you get to it way faster i grew there our gym right now our gym right now is 200 and we have like 285, but a lot of those are class passes and stuff. So let, let's say like 230 of those are like memberships always, right? It took me six years to make that happen at the, <clears throat> at the other gym. It's been two here, right? So that's the difference on having partners. It's not that one is a bad apple and they. it's just when you have too many good ideas, it takes longer. When you have one person running the thing, everything happens a lot faster. And that's all it is. It's like when they built, uh, it reminds me of when they built the uh, railroads to, in the United States, a, a team started on the East Coast and a team started on the West Coast and they missed each other. Yeah. <laughs> the, they fucking didn't. Yeah. And, and because they weren't on the same team, they were two different companies. They were two yeah. different, two different ideas. <clears throat> yeah, but that that's it. That's pretty much it. Everything else is is learning, dude. You're gonna learn. Um take every lesson as a learning experience. Failure, um nothing is bad. Everything is good. Don't be a victim and be like, oh, this is happening to me again. Oh, I lost some members. This sucks. No, it's all learning experience. Take it all as a learning experience, move on, see what happens, and go on the next day. The only other advice I will give is do what is uh, perform the common and commonly well. That's what Greg Glassman said about movement. The same thing goes to when you walk through those doors. Do the common and commonly well, right? Say hi to everyone. Hug everybody. Give everybody a compliment. Teach them something new. Have really good toilet paper at the gym, not the shitty one. Clean the bathrooms all the time. Keep your equipment up to maintenance. Something breaks, change it. Do that every day, day in and day out. And that's it. You don't have to invent the next fucking movement. You don't have to invent. CrossFit does that. You let them cross to do the thing. You just do the common and commonly well. And that's it. And everything. Is your gym humid? Uh, yeah. yeah. All, all down here is humid. What what bikes do you use? The assault bike or the echo bike? Echo echo bike. We the assault bikes again down here because of the humidity. Man, it's really hard to make. Like I kept them up, but like other gyms, you see them and they're falling apart because. Do you, do you have a stairmaster? No, no, I have an, an assault runner. I that's dear my, Bill. Yep, dear dude. I want to Bill Haniger. Okay, I want to say something ahead. about uh, Bill and Katie. Um, please, please. They so when I opened the gym, it was all like this, like three months, right? Fast. And I sent them a, an email with the order, and they're like, listen, it's gonna take us to February or January, something like that, to, to get it to you. 
Because uh, because the pandemic, they were they couldn't yeah. keep shit on the shit shelves. Yes. People were buying shit yeah. for their houses, right? I'm like, guys, my due date is like October first, and this was like September fifteen, something like that. And nothing. So 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 you wanted the equipment in October, and they were telling you it would come in November, December, January, February, four or five months later, and you're yeah. like, dude, I can't. I'm trying okay. to run a business. Yeah, okay. it's not gonna work, right? So then, um, I went. So and Katie I, came to your gym and beat your ass. Nope. I talked to, I talked to, um, I was talking to the regular rep, right? Like the regular reps and they, they just couldn't do anything. I go on Instagram and I find Katie. Kate, and I send Oh, her, you're going to fuck Katie shit up now. Her Instagram is going to blow up. I, <laughs> I, know, but I, have to, I have to give her this. I, I sent her a text and I go, I tell her like a whole story, how it happened. She's like, I got you. That was it. That was the response. Nothing else. It wasn't a date. Nothing. Dude, two weeks later, big ass fucking truck is in the back of the gym. On load. I was like, mind blown, dude. Mind blown. And then I always see her working again, right? Like she knows everybody's name in her company. She works all the events, dude, like crazy. and. Man, for her to like literally, she had to have put a stop and did everything like, okay, we're going to take care of this guy. And that's it. And dude, two weeks, my shit was there the week after I opened. Pam, put it together. I want to say thank you. Love him. Hey, you know what I heard? I heard that the, the stuff they gave you was the, her own personal equipment from her house. Hey. <laughs> no, I just made that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, dude, I couldn't care less, man. But all came in boxes, all came packed up. You know, we had to put it all together. And now I will never use any other equipment company other than Rogue. I don't care who comes and, you know, gives me their shit half off. I don't care. Yeah, yeah they're that's, good people. That's awesome. That's they're such great people. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, what Have you ever had a rope break on you? Never. Okay. No, those things don't break. Maybe the the monitor one time at an other gym, the the monitors that. But the first bikes that came out, those, those were like the monitors were a little bit off. But I got the second generation. These things are like, dude, nothing. Just wipe them down and keep going. Echo bikes, yeah. yeah. I've never. I mean, every time someone, um, I, I ride an assault bike, but every time someone tells me they're like, hey, dude, the echo bike is is like. People love the Echo Bike. Everyone always yeah, says to me it's better. For the way you ride it, like you ride your bike listening to podcasts and stuff, the Assault Bike is better for you. Like, because the Echo Bike. I want to try. I want both. Do you think that's yeah. great? Can I have both? No, you can why, have why can't both. I, why can't I just put both in my garage, a Stairmaster? For sure. Just the freaking bike. The bike is huge. <laughs> it's kind of like the size of a GHD. Like, it's so Yeah, big. yeah. But, um... But whatever, like, yeah, you can have both. But it's more like we love it. Um, we we do rich front-end programming, the, the Mayhem program for affiliates. And, man, they – Why do you do that? Why do you do that? I'm surprised you do that. I'm surprised you're not doing your own programming. Why do you do uh, Mayhem? Oh, dude, okay, so – Do you have the, time? Do you have to – are you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm okay, good. Okay. The reason I do that is, again, remember what I told you. We're in the – we're in the business of building relationships. No, we're not in the business of fitness. I can follow rich pronoun programming. I could follow come train. I could follow the, the, or the CrossFit, you know, programming. 
you had to spend every hour that you have free building a relationship with your customers so you can earn their trust and then you have them hooked for life. If not, they're going to go somewhere else. That's just how it is, right? You have to change their life. So if I'm spending, I don't know, man, like, I mean, the programming that Rich Froning does is amazing. I bet you they spend a week building it, right? Every week. If I'm doing that, then I'm not doing the other thing, right? And the other thing is um, taking care of your own personal health, reading books on how to engage people better, uh, being more present for your clients because you're not thinking about something else. Um, Leveraging the fact you probably also, at least this is the kind of stuff I do. You probably tell yourself, hey, I'm spending all this money on the mayhem programming. I better make sure I do my job and be present in engaging my clients, all that shit. Yep. It's interesting. I've never heard that explained like that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like um when I when uh the the first computer I ever bought I, I was homeless when I bought it but it was I had say I had saved every fucking penny and I even bought a car to plug it into the cigarette lighter so I could do my first editing mm-hmm. and I remember thinking I have to learn this because it was so expensive I have to yeah, yeah. and after two weeks of failing every day like not being able to figure out how to edit I finally figured it out and I was like oh. And I guess you can leverage that. I'm paying for the mayhem programming. I better make the place that delivers it the best place oh, ever. And it's not like the mayhem programming is, it's like 89 bucks. It's right. not, you know what I mean? It's not like you're paying a thousand. Again, that's something else that's worth that much money. Like Easy there, Caleb. Easy. I'm not that old. I'm not that old. Easy there, buddy. Holy shit. Easy. 1964. I love Caleb. Um, what's the group, what's the, um, uh, most touching story out of your gym? Um, that, that, that in, in terms of like, let's leave it on the success side. I'm not talking about the guy who got hit by a car in front of your gym, but, uh, the, the, what's the most that you're like, you're so proud of, like you go to bed at night and you're like, yeah, I worked with that person. Bro, there's a bunch, but I'm going to tell you one. There was, a uh, Chris, this guy, Chris, he, Loved uh, Universal Studios, all the rides there and stuff, all that. And, dude, this guy was huge, right? Big. Um, I'm going to tell you two stories, but this one's first. And then he um, he comes to us and is like, dude, I, my my family is planning a trip to Universal, but I don't want to go. I'm like, why? What happens up? Like, dude, I don't fit in any of the rides. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, I'm too big. I was like, holy shit. You know, he was like 300 pounds. And man, I remember this kid passed out in the warm-up, okay? Passed out in the warm-up when I first saw him. And I said, Chris, we're going to work hard and let's work hard with me for this next six months and then you'll, you'll be able to get into some rights. Let's do this. For for six months, you said? Yep. Yeah. And dude, we went, this kid lost 96 pounds, I think it was when, when he went to the, to the, when he finally got and went there, obviously couldn't get in all of the rides, but he got in most of them. He's like, holy shit, Carlos. So he was a 400 pounder. You got down to 300 pounds. No, no, he was 300 and went to, uh, two something two yeah, okay. like, yeah, yeah. Um, 208 or something like that. 
Yeah, and then he got on. He got on these rides, and and yeah, then he can just keep working on it. He's he what that meant for him was the world. Like he he always had to be the one waiting at the bottom for everybody to ride the, to ride the rides. That's awesome. Yeah, this time. Wow. He got, yeah, and then uh, there's this other guy, Gio, that came into our gym. Do like uh, no no job. Uh, he has something in his head. I forgot what it was, but like every, always headache. So he had to be on medication for pain medication and all this stuff. And now he just competed on his first Ollie lifting competition, uh, 200, 203. I think he went in there and um, he was again, like 300 or something pounds, 203. And um, what's he say to you when he comes in and he doesn't have a job? And he can't, that means he can't afford the gym, right? Yeah, yeah. He he couldn't afford it. I mean, he was on that disability and stuff from the government because, he, you know, you get that. But I, you know, we make it work, man. I was like, listen, I tell people, show me your bank account. Show me your bank account. I'm going to find 140 bucks, 150 bucks there that you can use towards this. And this is going to be the best 150 bucks you're going to spend. Show me your bank account and I'll show you. And it's usually shit. Like they go out, they don't even notice. They go out to fast food restaurants here and there and there and then. In a month, it's like two, three hundred dollars. It's like you have, you can't afford it. You just gotta change some habits. And yeah, now he has a full-time job. Um, he helped me do the whole entire gym. Um bro, I love that guy to death. It's Gio, that's my 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 dude. But those 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 life, you know, changing people's life again. Like he, you know, he's gonna be live a long life and be able to see his kids grow, and and everything. So you just don't see it right away. You gotta know that what we're doing is worth a lifetime. So when we're all fucking eighty and ninety kicking ass, that's when we're gonna be like, oh, that's what we did all this for. Right. And can you can you imagine too? Um, my wife and I talk about this often. If we wouldn't have found Greg Glassman's CrossFit, mm-hmm. what would we be doing to work out? Like, can you imagine if your wife hadn't have shown you CrossFit, you'd be still panicking every day to get out on your mountain bike. Yeah. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with mountain biking. It's great. Everyone should fucking do it. Everyone should have a bike. Everyone should be capable on a bike. But for for that to be your core method or running to be your core method of working out, it's 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 nuts. It's nuts, yeah, because it's crazy it's, how it's nuts. when I, I stopped biking and I started doing CrossFit and then when I went back to I, I do it here and there to go have fun with my friends and I'm I'm better. I'm better at biking than I was when before CrossFit. So I was like, holy shit, like this transferred to everything. Um so yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm looking uh, for something right now. See if I can find it. Look for it. Do Do you think you would ever? Um, um, do you think you'd ever open a second gym? No. I want to do, like I told you, that the the compound have everything in one spot. Have a pool. Have a track. Have the gym. Have a doctors at the gym. Have a uh, a restaurant in there that does the right nutrition, uh, living for the, the elite athletes that want to come and compete there. My, my dream 
place is literally the CrossFit Games floor layout and the and the outfield. I have that at my facility. Like I'm gonna have Bill and Kate build me that in my place. That's gonna that's the goal. That's the the dream. That's the vision. You think that'll be in Hollywood, Florida? I uh, probably a little bit more west and north of this, but yeah, close to it. Forty minutes. I want to be the first one to do it so that it, it goes and everyone else does it. This is at the new CrossFit. This is how, how, it is. how, how many members do you need to, for that to happen? Do you know? It, you don't, you, you need you, we need, we need to do it. Like it right. okay. just needs to happen. Yeah. Like I would not, say, not, okay. not even a, not e- the question doesn't even make sense. No. Yeah. If we have, our members right now, right? By the time our list is done, we're probably going to have 350 members, 400 members close to, right? Yeah. With that, I can start that. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, everyone is going to want to come. This this guy did something like that in the bodybuilding world. Um, Alpha Lido, Alpha Atlee, something like that. It's, it's in Texas. And he had a 12,000 square foot gym and then found this crazy 18 acres freaking thing and he's he's doing it and it's like why oh can that? is that um is that the youtube guy I yeah think, yeah uh, is it elliot is it elliot i don't know his name that's uh yeah oh alpha oh this guy yep yep this dude man and he he did it and he's in the first, you know, he was the same. And look, it's a huge company. Alpha Land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna make life the life compound, something like that. Some crazy shit. Yeah, huge. I mean, what you guys, was what, what was that place? It was an office building, I think it was. Okay. And he got it. He at first he was gonna do like you know built around it. And then he just said, no, fuck it. Let's just do it how we want it to be. And he got it all out. Look at his YouTube video. And then, yeah, maybe have him on the podcast. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, Will you, uh, Caleb, can you send me that? Carlos, I really appreciate your time, dude. You're you're, you're cooler than I even imagined. I appreciate you, sir. You keep doing what you're doing. All of you guys, Matt, Caleb, thank you for your service, brother. Um, and uh yeah man every, every single one of you guys are awesome um keep doing what you're doing and again you, we're, we're changing the world we're doing good things here and uh, at the affiliates guys keep grinding keep grinding and keep pushing and again do the common and commonly well that's it so the advice i have anything you guys need call me hit me up i'll help you um we gotta help each other Carlos, how do you pronounce your last name Mejias. Mejias. Carlos Mejias. Thanks, Bruce. Anytime, brother. Bring it in. Life Athletics. Yep. All right, dude. You the man. Thank you. Brother. Thank you. And uh, and I'm sure this won't be the last time we talk. Oh, no, it won't. We got to get together with the kids soon. Awesome. All right. All right, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Easy peasy. What a happy guy. Uh, I'm starting to see 
the days that I do the affiliate interviews is kind of like my days off. They're so fucking easy. Yeah. They're so they're super chill. Easy. Oh my God. They're so they have so many stories to tell. It's awesome. I uh, love these affiliate podcasts. So great getting to know these owners, changing people's lives. Uh, Miss Pugface, love this podcast. Oh, I, I connected with uh, this lady the other day on Instagram. I finally figured out who it is. Like I got to pick, put a face to it besides the bug face. Uh, one of the best interviews on the podcast, Motivated. Yeah, that dude's cool as shit, huh? Uh, Jeffrey, hi. Um, I was just invited to a party on October 7th. I'm pretty excited at Greg's house. He just sent me. That's why I was, I was seeing if I could lure Greg on. I was like, hey, there's an affiliate on that really loves you. And I sent him a link to the show. I thought maybe he might jump on. Um, oh, shit. Wow. Jeff, why did you not remind me of my wife's birthday next week if you're going to remind me of the Air Force birthday? You need to know these things. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Did that really happen? Yeah. Jeff, Jeff reminded me of the Air Force birthday yesterday. Oh, but you forgot your wife's birthday? Fucking right I did. <laughs> that's awesome. That makes me feel better because that's the kind of shit I would do. <laughs> I, just, I have a calendar and I don't even look at it, apparently. And how does she react? Is she cool as shit with that? She doesn't care. Yeah, she's pretty cool good. She almost forgot too, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm calling you to remind you that you got old as shit. Yeah, right. She goes, "Why am I? Why do I not have any packages?" I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. Um, have have you looked to see who's fighting this weekend? Yeah, it's weird. Will, will you get to watch that over there? Uh yeah, I'll probably I'll get a I'll be able to. Find a way to watch it, I think. Uh, legally? Like someone there like someone there will buy the pay-per-view? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> just some big government satellite just sucks it down off of wherever the fuck it is. Uh, we yeah. take this. It's like this is ours now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's going to be so crazy. We I don't know if Darian's going to make the show this week because he fights on – he fights on Saturday and the show's on Friday oh, morning. Shit. That's so right. It would be crazy. Um, uh, oh, if he does, I think he said if he feels fine, he'll get on. But I wouldn't be too sure that he's going to hop on there. It's got a crazy weight cut. Oh shit! My kids went to skateboarding without me this morning. It's so fucking hot here. I guess who am I to tell you it's hot? How how, how hot is it where you are? Uh, I think today was a hundred. At what? How hot? 112. Holy shit. It's super dry though. So it's like nothing really. You don't look very tan. You haven't been going out and sitting by the pool. You haven't been going out and sitting by the pool. Uh, no, not lately. (laughs) Please tell me there's a pool. (laughs) There may or may not be a pool. Oh my goodness. If there's no pool and it's 112. It's I when I walk outside, my eyes feel like they're melting. So that's, that's how hot insane. it is. Yeah, it's like it, your if your eyes get I don't know I've never had my eyes get so hot before. They just like just hurts. Uh, he said dry beaver hiding, not hot beaver. He said it's dry there. It's super dry, dry beaver. Two words that never should be used in uh, juxtaposition of each other. <laughs> 
Oh, that's interesting. And and you know what? Maybe they do. UFC should provide you guys for free since y'all are military. Do they do I that? I want to say that they're that they do have it for free on like the because there's like a TV, like an armed forces network or whatever. So they they but everything on there is like a week old. Oh, right. By then it's free somewhere else too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sevon, have you turned your power off yet and do your part and flatten the curve? It is pretty funny. They are saying, I, I don't have AC at my house. It, it, it rarely gets over a hundred where I'm at cause I'm pretty close to the beach. But, um, I, uh, not only that, that they've asked the people with electric cars not to charge their cars. I think it's fucking, how stupid do they sound? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Hey, someone, so I made a post the other day, just so you guys, and I should probably talk about this on the live calling show, but I made a post the other day showing that the guy at the U S open, uh, that was sponsored by, uh, Moderna, it basically, he, he, he had to stop playing because something was wrong with his heart. Right. And so the mm-hmm. implication there, obviously, is I'm making the implication that he got the vaccine and something was fucked up with his heart. And, um, someone in the comments wrote, why don't you talk about all the dudes who were vaccinated, who are doing really well? Hey, listen. Listen, fucking knucklehead. It's it's crazy how fucking retarded some people are. I don't sit around and talk about all the people who were drunk driving who made it home safe. That's not what I do. I talk about the fucking idiots who drove drunk and died. I'm not like, well, for every 87 people who blacks out when they're driving, only four kill someone. No, that's not what I'm doing. I'm talking about, hey, people who drive drunk and who black out behind the wheel kill people. I, I'm not here to point out the fucking uh, I'm not here to point out the obvious for the morons today. I bet you tomorrow the sun will come up. I bet you tonight the moon will come up. I'm not doing that. It's knuckleheads like you that can justify anything and refuse to observe some fucking really obvious things that are going on with young professional athletes dropping dead or fucking having myocarditis out on the field. It's everywhere. You know, be like, why don't you talk about the success stories? It's fucking like you're you're not thinking clearly. You're not thinking clearly. And listen, you want to be right. I want to be wrong. You know I want to be wrong, right? You know I want to be 100% wrong. I want I want I want for I want 100% of the people who took the um uh injection to be to be safe. I'm not like rooting, god, I hope I'm right. I'm like, "Yo, dude, look, this motherfucker fell." Sorry, what were we going to say, Caleb? The the crackhead and then the, the person the person was cracked out and the other person that was on heroin that had got in a car accident and killed each other. Yeah. Is that true story? Yeah. Oh, it, it just got released? There were, yeah, like two people. They like went to an intersection and like had a head-on collision. One of That's them like was on like Jeffrey Dahmer and uh Jeffrey Dahmer and George Floyd fucking uh crashed into each other in a head-on collision. Yeah, very similar. Or, the, or one of those dudes that Rittenhouse blasted. Heads. I, I, I want to. I want to just just because I don't know why. Has it's, um, Rittenhouse child molester. I want. I wonder if I if that if I can just find it. Um, let's see if I can just find. Uh, If they'll give you the exact numbers, the numbers of how many people that guy had molested is nuts. Actually, the word they used is sodomized. One of the guys in the Rittenhouse killed. 
molested or sodomized? When I think I of like sodomized, it. I think of anal. Like I, 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 I think of like someone sticking something in your ass. Is that right? Is that, do I know what that word means? Sodomized? I think I want to say the definition of sodomized is penetration and any or and any of your orifices. Oh yeah. Having anal intercourse. Yeah, I, I think the implication is that it's unwilling. Unwilling. Yeah, right. Oh, sodomy or buggery is generally anal or oral sex between people. Oh, I thought buggery was when it was non-consensual. I thought that was like like old school way of talking about uh, molestation. All right, this shows. You guys deserve better than this on an affiliate show. Off the rails. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. That's what, ba- Amy, that's what that guy's saying. Getting the vaccine, not having a cardiac event should be celebrated. That's what that guy's saying. Like if you make it home drunk, you should celebrate and just be like, Hey, look, most people make it home. Okay. I did it. <laughs> I'll do it again. I, man, I drove sober once in a while when I was in high school. <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> um, uh, Dylan, Dylan Dykes, Caleb Beaver, C Beaver. What do you do? No, sounds you, like you, sounds like a children's book. Yeah, C Beaver, what do you do? <laughs> All right, Dr. Seuss, Dr. Dykes. Did Caleb ever try and wipe his butt? This is great because, you know, after that show, I have to go. Fuck it. After that show, <laughs> my wife goes, hey, there was no one better that you could have talked to about the fucking no tower uh, sh- uh, stall door stories. How awesome <laughs> was it that Caleb was there? Oh, Caleb, you have a fly on your hat. You have a bug on your hat. You have a fly on your hat. <laughs> um, did Caleb ever try and wipe his butt sitting and realize his arm came up clean up clean and cause you don't poop down your crack? Remember how you were saying that like you have to stand up so you don't get poop on your arm or something? This guy's saying that that was a oh. ridiculous notion. Adam is trying to suggest that's a ridiculous notion. Okay, Adam. Well, show me how you wipe your ass and then we'll talk. Send him a video, send him a video on his DMs. <laughs> Shoot me a DM, we'll talk about oh, it. Oh shit. Uh uh when i see beaver i yeah something like that like the kids book i could see, is that what you're implying yeah <laughs> okay the kids book. Yes. <laughs> okay uh i don't think we have a show do we have the ufc show scheduled for tomorrow yeah it's on there okay so 7 a.m ufc show um i'd like to do a live calling show sometime we, we don't even have we don't have a show scheduled uh saturday either Mm, yeah, I don't think so. Saturday, the reason why is Saturday my kids' jiu-jitsu tournament is going on. I keep asking Matt. I, I, I called Matt. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? We don't have a show Saturday. He goes, what the fuck, dude? You kid has a, a, a jiu-jitsu tournament. I'm like, oh, shit. Damn, you're right. <laughs> he knows your schedule better than you do. I know. Uh, I don't see a schedule. I don't see anything on Sunday. I don't see anything on Monday. Okay. Oh, no. Oh. On Monday, we have Ryan Moody. Oh, yeah. I forget who that is. He's like the explosive coach or something. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. Wow, we didn't fuck around. We got him quick. Okay. Yeah, you guys scheduled a shitload of of, uh, shows. (laughs) All right. Um, He secret squirrel need to know. He's... He's a secret squirrel. 
I'm not a vet, but I look like look at a beaver. You know, veteran. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much, Carlos Mejias. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, one step closer today to taking over the world. Bye bye.